Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to give a voice to the women whose story is meaningful, moving, and compelling. Today's guest is a friend of mine, Sharon Wong. Sharon, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, Susan. I'm so excited to join you today. Super happy to have you here. It seems like it's been forever since we calendared this, and now the days come that we're going to have this great conversation. Share your story, which is an incredible one. Um, I think I've never heard someone who has this particular story, and so I'm excited for you to share it with, with folks. Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself first? Great. Thank you, Susan. Um, so I uh, am actually a San Francisco Bay Area native, and I grew up in San Francisco and went to UC Berkeley for my bachelor's degree in molecular biology. And then, um, you know, halfway through, I decided I wanted to be a teacher, and so I went to UCLA and earned my um, master's in education and a multiple subject teacher credential. And I worked as a classroom teacher and a technology specialist in public and private schools in the Bay Area for many years before getting married and having children. And um, I've been uh, fortunate to be able to be a stay-at-home mom since having children. And uh, it's not easy living in the Bay Area with our high cost of living, but it was necessary so that I could take care of our elderly parents and our children with medical needs. And uh, my younger son has uh, severe food allergies and asthma. And um, uh, food allergies uh, you know, affect about 15 million people in the United States. And allergic reactions can happen and send people to the hospital every three minutes. You know, it's a wow. serious issue that's, you know, reached, it's considered an epidemic and uh, can lead to uh, death or long-term com complications. And uh, the rate of diagnosis has doubled like approximately every 10 years. And so it's, it's a huge problem for um, us. And uh, also, you know, like in the classroom, there's like one in every 13 kids have food allergies of some sort. And so that's like at least two kids in every classroom. Um, so my younger son was uh, really allergic to peanuts and tree nuts and a few other foods. Uh, at some point, he had like 30-something allergens that we were avoiding. And, uh, you know, he outgrew some, and so we were down to about 16. And, uh, but it was really bad because um, he could uh, walk into a room where people were eating peanuts and tree nuts the day before and then start reacting or he could walk. In wow. Yeah. Or he could like walk down the street and um, like there's a restaurant that serves all you can eat peanuts and there's peanuts everywhere on the table, on the floor, everywhere. And uh, he did not go inside, but he just walked past the outside of the restaurant. And um, like 30 minutes later, he had highs on his face just from walking past the restaurant. He didn't eat anything. Aww. He didn't touch anything. It was really, really serious. So yeah. even just in the air, it, it That's is. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Yeah. His level of tolerance was so low that he just a little bit was enough for him to have an allergic reaction. It really scared me. And um, struggle um, because peanuts are everywhere, whether you see them or not. Exactly, exactly. And uh, we couldn't fly many years, and because you know, at the time, people were still serving peanuts on the airplane. 
And um, we had to, you know, there's thousands of delicious restaurants in the Bay Area, but we can only go to a handful that were not free, that were safe or that yeah. were accommodating to my sons. And now people uh, even cook with peanut oil. Would that be um, a well, factor? It's a controversial subject because, um, you know, the, uh, it's, it's, people think that, um, and actually the FDA thinks that peanut oil, highly refined peanut oil should not have peanuts in it. But how do you know? I mean, it, it may contain peanuts. You know, we don't really know for sure. And I don't want to find out. So, so we take that extra precaution to avoid peanut oil, but it's considered uh, safe. But I, because of my son's uh, severe history, it's not a risk that's worth taking. Right. Absolutely. So has this been all of his life or is it something that developed or? Um, I think that it was uh, all of his life. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, at the time um, when he was a young child, uh, I asked his pediatrician, you know, why does my son keep growing up? How come he won't eat different foods? How come he... Uh, we'll only eat macaroni and cheese and rice. You know, what's wrong? What is going on? She told me um, that it was behavioral, that, you know, he's, oh my throwing, gosh. he's throwing up because it's behavioral. And, um, and he also had eczema, which is also in the same family of atopic diseases and asthma, eczema, and food allergies. And when I talked to her about, why does he have eczema? How come he's always scratching? Why is he bleeding? She says, yeah, he'll just have to learn to live with it. <laughs> like, wow. Oh my God. So we changed pediatricians, which thank goodness we did because we ended up with an excellent pediatrician and who referred us to a really good allergist. And, um, Very nice. And I'm glad yes. you had the courage to do that. So many families <laughs> would just go along with whatever and yeah. not um, ask a second opinion. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so... Um, you know, so when my sons were uh, younger and they were in elementary school, I uh, became very involved, you know, to volunteer in the classroom and to uh, help out with the PTA and to make friends. And um, I think that that was a really good experience because um, it helped me to be able to, uh, one, make sure that my son was safe in the school environment and also um, to, I have an army of moms that were looking out for my son. It was, our elementary Aww. school experience was incredible. I had so many moms who had asked me questions to help my son stay safe. Like they would ask, is it okay if my son eats like a snack that says meat on uh, shared facilities with, you know, peanuts or tree nuts around your son? Is that okay? Or if they invite my sons to birthday parties, they would uh, say, oh, we're serving this, this, and this. Is that okay? Can he, your Aww. son have that? They were so incredibly kind and I will never forget their kindness. They are like my best friends forever because they uh, just made it so much easier and so much better. And um, so when my older son uh, was a fifth grader and was getting ready to go to middle school, I wanted to find out, you know, what's it like in middle school? And, you know, is this going to be a safe environment for my younger son when he goes to that middle school? So I called up the principal and I told her our situation and I asked her, um, you know, how do you guys manage uh, food allergies in middle school? And, um, uh, you know, how can you help my son to be safe and included when he's in school? 
And she told me um, something that just completely blew me away because um, she told me, well, I don't know anything about food allergies or nut allergies, and I think you should um, consider uh, uh, talking to your doctor and your support group and your friends and wow. uh, advice. And she says, and I don't do nut-free classrooms, and I think you should consider uh, homeschooling your son. Basically, um, good luck, get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which is discriminatory. You yeah, know, she, she basically was denying my son a free and public education, and she, um, you know, basically wanted was telling, letting me know that she would violate my son's civil rights. And uh, I'm like, I'm oh. pretty sure you didn't let that ride. No, I did not. I was horrified, and so I went and I immediately got a um, Section 504 plan written up for my son. And I explained to our elementary school principal that I know that you guys have been awesome and wonderful and supportive to my son. I really want to capture all the accommodations that we've done in the elementary school and put it in writing and make sure that it goes with him to middle school in the form of a 50, Section 504 plan, which is part of the ADA's um, uh, plan for, it's part of the ADA law so that uh, students who have any medical disability uh, can expect to be accommodated in the school setting. That's amazing. So I, I wanna say, I don't think a lot of parents and obviously principals and people, other people think about this as, um, you know, that's discriminatory. And this is a, like you use the word epidemic. It is, I know of all the people I know, we have several friends that my son grew up with where James was trained how to use the EpiPen on them in case, mm -hmm. you know, yes. like mm -hmm. an army of friends who care about one another. They no longer eat, um, right. you know, not, not to slam any particular brand, but like Nature Valley, we used to get a lot of those. We don't, we don't pass those out anymore when we go on hikes. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, I knew a number of kids who have nut allergies. Now I've never heard of, such sensitivity or degree of sensitivity that your son mm -hmm. has. So that mm -hmm. must be really scary for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. Let yes. me ask you, since you stayed at home, uh, I, I don't want to use the phrase stay at home mom because you were stay at home mom, CEO, um, you know, <laughs> pediatrician, you were, you know, uh, you know, a chef, all, all kinds of things all wrapped into one. What among all the things that you've done has been, I can imagine what it is, but I'm going to ask you, what has been your proudest mm -hmm. professional accomplishment? Well, um, uh, shortly after um, this incident happened, I helped um, push through. Uh, I wasn't the one who authored it, but my son suggested legislation to, um, to Senator Hill uh, to require EpiPens in schools. And um, so it just so happened that um, um, there was a senator in the state of California that, um, uh, that authored a bill. And so Jerry Hill was uh, signed on as a co-sponsor. And um, so that bill went through. And even though the CTA uh, fought against it, that went through. And so I also started a blog at the same time. 
and uh, call that free How ball. How does CTA fight against that? I just don't understand. <laughs> I actually went on KPIX and talked to Bill Mayer. Uh-huh. That's awesome. crazy. And wow. talked to uh, talk to him about that, and um, and um, they basically the CTA actually just wanted more funding for their teachers because they felt like if the teachers had to learn how to use an epinephrine auto injector, they needed to be trained and they had more responsibilities, and so they wanted uh, the teachers to be paid for their extra time, or actually uh, they wanted to have uh, school nurses, more school nurses. Which, you know, is a little bit challenging in terms of our California budget and infrastructure. I mean, it's kind of like, it's very really hard to just like, oh, we're going to have like 20,000 more or 10,000 more uh, school nurses in every school. You know, it just this doesn't happen that quickly. And so they basically wanted more funding. And uh, that was the gotcha. issue for them. Yeah. yeah, I see that. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not that they didn't want to protect the children. It's that they wanted... The their interests yeah yeah the yes exactly so uh -huh. i get that yeah. but um yeah. by the way jerry hill amazing person no him, him wonderful yeah just a yeah. little shout out there to you in case you're listening <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it's so funny time. that we we were at the BEMO <laughs> in Berlin. yeah oh really <laughs> you know funny fact about me is that i used to work for him I, um, oh, as really? yes, I used to work for uh, his dad and uh, him in their, uh, in their own home business. That's incredible. Well, I is know. that why you went to him for help? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, because right. He, he went to my son's school to talk about legislation and talk about being, you know, their civic responsibility. And he told them, uh, if you think of a legislation that we should do, come and talk to me. And so we, I took him up on his offer. Look at you, Miss Advocate. <laughs> you know, you are democracy personified. So I love that. You are we the people right there. So oh, thank amazing. You. Yeah. you inspire yeah. me and motivate me. And just that's a, such courage and, and grit. You've got grit. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, who, uh, I'm sure your son is one of your inspirations, but who maybe was a mentor throughout your, you know, journey? Um, I would say my mom. And, um, you know, I, uh, my mom um, uh, is an immigrant, right? And she doesn't yeah. have a lot of education, but she uh, has a lot of grit. And uh, right before the um, Cultural Revolution, my mom was a young teenager, maybe like 12 or 13. And she managed to uh, go to Hong Kong and leave her family so that she could work and support her family. And she would bring back food wow. against all odds, bring back money against all odds. And um, uh, to provide for her family. Now, it's a huge family because as my grandfather had 11 children. My oh my goodness, a, wow. Yeah, she was a third of 11. So she brought back food for all of her younger siblings and her parents and supported everybody. And, How courageous. Um, very courageous. I mean, what a work know, she, ethic too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then, so I always think that if anything is really hard, it cannot be as hard as what my mom had to do. You know, to, to leave her family as a teenager and to work and to, surprise, to support her family. And then you know, eventually, I, I my dad and I'm going to share that story. When, 
like seriously, it gives immediate perspective. Like, mm -hmm. you know, whenever we are, we need to check our privilege. Um, <laughs> that story is certainly powerful. It is. It is. And, and, you know, despite all of that, you know, um, my mom always encourages me to be kind and gracious. And, you know, that has extra special meaning because um, I'm kind of like a bit of a spitfire. You know, my natural inclination is to be really spunky. <laughs> I think that's what draws us together. <laughs> Let me ask you, what is your Myers-Briggs personality, if you know, if you know your profile? I'm an INFP. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So uh, you do have this, um, I would call, you use the word fire, spitfire. I would say, yeah, that's a good word. Fire. <laughs> um, that's awesome. That you're a get things done kind of woman. And that's yeah. why you're on this show. Yes. Um, but yeah, I love to see your advocacy, your um, outspokenness for the right thing. Do what's right. Have integrity. Um, mm -hmm. Right. One of the things that keeps us as friends and drew me to you as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, my mom was always like, "You be kind and gracious. You be kind and gracious. Be nice. Be kind and gracious." And I think that's really helped me to communicate better because it does. It's not effective to be all spitfire and aggressive, right? So having um, just being more diplomatic and more kind and more gracious. Uh, speaks to people's hearts, but I still yeah. have the drive. I still have the, the message to share with people, but just better delivery. And so, you know, even, even like last week, my mom's like, oh yeah, just kind and gracious. <laughs> Tell me a little bit. Um, so I see you out there. I follow you on social. Mm -hmm. I think you're remarkable. I know about your blog, but people may not before we get to that, I want, I want you to talk about what you do right now. But before we get to that, what do you do or what can you advise us to do, even if it's not a big grand scheme, but it's just a little piece of advice, something we can do daily to support other women in business? What is an idea that you have or a recommendation you can make? Um, I think that um, sometimes uh, women unfortunately are not hurt and um you know they're dismissed for being a woman or being too emotional or just a mom or or you know or even worse uh that we aren't even in the room or at the table yeah so, so i think that what women can do to support other women in business is by being empathetic and oh, by giving other women the gift of being heard and understood and um and to show a compassion and support for each other. And, um, and another way to uh, support other women is to amplify their message by retelling their stories and giving credit where it's due. Which is why, you know, I love your podcast because that is what you're doing. You are amplifying people's message by retelling their stories and, and um, just sharing a variety of different stories and I think it's so important that we learn from each other and that we truly seek to understand so whether it's like in a group setting or one-on-one -on -one or with a neighbor you know try to understand your person your the person that you're talking with even if they're different from you that's where you learn the most is when you're talking to somebody that's different 
You know, it's funny that you say that. Well, first of all, thank you. And second of all, you are quite, you have an amazing story and you're quite a good storyteller. Um, and third of all, how ironic that just today, um, and maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't, I'm not sure, but I posted about the power of curiosity and being uh, curious about the other, you know, mm -hmm. learn, learn about people who are different than you are. Um, that's precisely, that's a beautiful, and look, folks, that is not something that takes, you know, an advanced degree or extra time out of your day or tons of money. We mm -hmm. can all listen. We can listen with empathy. We can shine a light on and amplify the messages and stories of other women in business. We can mm -hmm. hire them. We can refer them. We can make certain they get that seat at the table. Um, that is a powerful message you just shared and easy to implement. So thank mm -hmm. you, thank you for that. I know that we know about the challenge that you had um, in your story about keeping your son alive and safe. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you send your child to school, most of us don't have to think about his safety, you know, or her safety. Will, will he or she have an attack today? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's an added stress that I just can't even imagine. Um, you're a remarkable, remarkable uh, move the needle kind of woman. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you to your mom. <laughs> and thank yeah. You. yeah. So tell us something that maybe even your um, your circle, like your tribe, may not know about you. What's something surprising? Um. Let's see. So um, I um went, I love advocacy. So, you know, actually I have, there's a three prong approach to what I do. So the first part is advocacy. And the second part is um, um, building a good network of friends, uh, so supportive friends. And the third one was um, to support food allergy research and treatment for food allergies. But my first passion is advocacy. So I go to um, board meetings, I've gone to uh, committee meetings, I've gone to the state capitol to advocate for legislation. I've even gotten to Washington DC for legislation. Last year Have I was- Have you ever thought of running for office? Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 not yet, not, not at this point, but, um, but I, I think that I would be too narrow in my focus. I think I'm not the right person for it. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is, you're a really good listener and you are um, an articulate messenger. So I, I don't know. I might try to convince you otherwise. We'll see. That'll be an right. offline. Um, All right. We'll talk topic. about it some more. Yeah. Well, you know, I have yeah. added something new to my podcast just today. And so you're the lucky first person to ever... <laughs> Mm -hmm. experience at least actually you know i think i asked one uh it's called the wild card question oh okay yeah it's a question that i don't even know in advance much less you so i have oh. created this this box of questions and mm -hmm. i randomly pull from the box of questions and I'm, I ask the question of the guest so how funny that today's question when i pulled it from the box is whether you prefer cooking or cleaning up. <laughs> cooking, hands down. Isn't that funny? 
what you do for a living <laughs> and what your business is cooking. And here I am. The, I, I randomly oh. from maybe 150 cards. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So Usually I, I delegate the cleaning part. <laughs> Good for you, Mom. Good for you. That's, look, that builds character and work yeah. ethic. So good that's for you. That's right. That's right. Well, Actually, I adore you. you oh, know thank that. you, Susan. You know, I want you to, to tell people how they can reach you if they want to know more. I know that they will, especially about the work that you do. And folks, if you don't get a chance to jot what Sharon's about to say down, know that I'll put it in the blog that I write uh, on my website. So how can they reach you, Sharon, if they want to know more? Um, well, they can always find me and uh, my recipes and stories at uh, nutfreewalk.com. And I'm also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Pinterest. Uh, and my handle is at nutfreewalk. Uh, S W O this nut free walk as in W O K. Some people think yes. that is a nut free walk, like W A L K, but which also applies too. But it's the walk. Like I'll make Asian sure food. to write it down so they'll know it's walk. <laughs> w O K. Nut yes, free yes. walk. Yes. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I adore you. Keep Thank up you, your Susan. Fit fire with grit and grace and all that good stuff. So <laughs> I'll be following you on social. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. Yes, yes. We will have to chat some more and catch up some more another time. I really yeah. enjoyed having this conversation with you today. I have too. And you know what? Offline, we'll have that great um, moms of freshmen at Berkeley during the year of COVID-19. <laughs> and you know, the wildfires in California, then the power outages in California, and now COVID-19. So it's been an interesting freshman year. I know for my son and yours too, probably. It is. It is. And our kids probably, they're like so resilient. They have no idea that it's really not normal, but it, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel like they're going to you know, look back on their college years and, and it'll be something unlike any other kid can even relate to. Like we've never experienced anything like this. So mm -hmm. uh, never before has all of Berkeley gone past fail option. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's I'm so like, interesting. It, it is. And I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? You have good grades. He's like, oh my gosh, no, I'm totally doing that. So I, I believe that they, they uh, and we can talk more offline, but folks, you might appreciate this. Um, all the kids are now obviously taking exams online and all their classes online and things have gone to pass fail from letter grades. But I think that the teachers have, or professors have poured on more work because they think that pass fail is easier and that's not true. So um, mm -hmm. my kid for sure comes down once a day. It's like, He's Punxsutawney Phil. He comes out, oh. <laughs> checks the shadow, and then decides if he's got to go back up again or not. Oh, um, they are working really hard. They are. They are. Mm, so yeah. I love having him home, though. I'll say that. So Yes. All right, is. Sharon. Okay. All right. Thank awesome. you, Susan. Thank Have you. Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye.